Welcome. This is the Life Habits Podcast Series, and my name is Carl Vradenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life in order to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 48, and the topic for today is dealing with difficult people. Now, the request of this particular topic came from a listener, as a number of the most recent podcasts have. This one came from Kristen, who says, I have to say I love your podcast. I've been catching up on past episodes and enjoying current ones. I particularly found your recent episode on familial insights, and it definitely touched a nerve. I think your 10-point suggestions were wonderful, particularly as I am a new mom. I have really given some thought to the lessons and life experience I want to give my son, something I am not sure I would have pondered prior to the podcast. I do have a related comment or statement. You touched upon strained relationships between parents and children, something I am going through at the moment. My parents, while they have many wonderful qualities, have made a decision I don't know that I can ever forgive. Specifically, they have chosen not to come to my wedding because they don't agree with the fact that I am in a same-sex relationship. I am their only daughter and only child, and our baby is their only grandchild. I have expressed my feelings of disappointment and hurt to no avail. Do you have advice on making peace with their decision? I'm quite sure I'm not the only one dealing with negative familial relationships. Keep up the great podcast. I love that I can access a topic as it comes up in my life. Just keep them coming. Kristen. So thanks so much for that suggestion, Kristen. And it's also similar to other requests that I've received from others on a variety of topics that have to deal with lack of smooth and comfortable relationships with other people and getting at really the challenge of working with others where the others aren't seeming to work very much, you know, with us. So as usual, let me go through a few quotes to get us thinking on this. The first one from Keith Levick, who says, although the difficult people make up three to 5% of the population, they create over 50% of the everyday problems. Pema Chaudhran says, if we learn to open our hearts, anyone, including the people who drive us crazy, can be our teacher. John W. Gardner says, if you have some respect for people as they are, you can be more effective in helping them to become better than they are. Sophia Loren says, getting ahead in a difficult profession or with difficult co-workers requires avid faith in yourself. And finally, we've got this quote from Mandy Kloppers, who's a guest host on the podcast series some months ago and will be again too. The quote is from Eleanor Roosevelt, who said, nobody can make you feel incompetent without your consent. Some good thoughts to get us thinking on the topic of dealing with difficult people. Now, let's just think for a minute about what kinds of things that includes, because uh, Kristen has offered one very specific uh, situation, but I want to make this also more general to a variety of different types of situations and types of people that you may encounter. So for the purposes of our discussion here today, I'm really talking about difficult people who uh, can include those who constantly interrupt you when you're speaking, people who can go on and on and on and on just from their own point of view, people who are too bossy and always tell others what to do and aren't sensitive to what others may want, people who are only critics and cynics, people who are know-it-alls 
They believe that they know every topic and can't be given a different insight into a problem or a situation from anyone else. There's a wide range of people and situations that are, are problematic, but uh, fortunately, there's a common set of approaches, from my point of view, of dealing with all of them, which I'll take you through in the top 10 list that we'll go through now. Number one is to understand why they're acting this way. Spend some time sitting back, quietly reflecting on why the person that you're dealing with that is being, in your view, difficult, is actually acting that way. What's motivating them? What's behind it? Number two that's related to that is determine if it's the situation or the person. Certain types of people are sort of difficult people when it comes to almost any topic. So they would approach any situation and be difficult to deal with. Other people are quite good to deal with in many circumstances, but there's a particular topic, there's a particular situation that is just really uh, difficult. And Kristen, this sounds like it may well be the case in your case, where you talked about your parents being good and supportive in a variety of different uh, environments and situations, but this particular same-sex relationship issue seems to be a particularly problematic one for them. So in this case, it's more of a situational rather than a general difficulty in, in getting along or dealing with any number of other topics. So think about this notion of whether this is just a, an isolated sort of topic or incident or situation, or whether this is really a style of dealing with uh, situations that are more generally, as it will make some difference in the way that you deal with the situation, but it'll also just help you understand better what is motivating this particular behavior. Number three is put yourself in their shoes. Truly try to listen to them. A lot of time we come to a situation with our own biases, our own perspectives, our own sort of understandings of the ways in which we would like other people to think. And if we get out of ourselves, step outside of our own situation a little, and entirely try to empathize and understand the situation from their point of view, we get an entirely different perspective. Maybe that their behavior is influenced by particular factors in their environment. It may be the case that they have other friends and, and relationships and various aspects of their upbringing that have instituted such an incredibly strong perspective in them that they're not seeing the situation from the same perspective as you are. So the first part, beyond understanding whether the situation is really what it's all about or whether it's the person and the way that they approach the situation is to truly, truly understand where they're coming from. There are other situations where outside of the situation that we're talking about with regard to Kristen, you know, in work environments, for example, people have tried to deal with t otherwise difficult people. And when you really understand what is motivating them, you know, similar to the last topic when we were talking about teamwork, uh, the last episode we did together, talked about this notion that there are goals and aspirations that teams have, but that there are also individual uh, goals and aspirations as well. And an, an overall team can't work very well, and an overall family can't work very well as a team either if you don't understand both the sort of team or familial goals, as well as those individual goals as well. And so there are work environments, for example, where there's motivations for 
individuals on the team to really try to accomplish something of their own. They have their own constituencies to have to worry about, their own parts of an organization that they're responsible to to have to to speak for and answer to. So you got to really get underneath the skin of the person that is you know, causing you difficulty to try to really understand, you know, where they're coming from. And it's a very, very, very difficult thing to do, especially if it's a topic that is really dear to your heart, much like Kristen, yours is. So I think you need to really see it entirely from their point of view and understand what factors may be driving them to act this way. It may well not be the case that they're knee-jerk reacting to something. There may be a deep-seated issue that needs to be dealt with. And without really seeing the situation from their point of view, truly listening to what they're saying, truly understanding and asking them about their point of view, rather than just trying to convince them of your own point of view, That's something that I think is a prerequisite toward either changing their view or somehow working with and living with their particular point of view as well. Number four is to work with them one-on-one. A lot of people find themselves working with difficult people and try to deal with the situation within a group, within uh, more people than you and that particular difficult person. And in my experience, that is something that is fraught with difficulty and is doomed to failure. If there are particular views that people hold, they tend to hold them even more strongly if you're in a dispute with others around. So try very much to set up a situation where you can work with them one-on-one, develop some rapport, talk about things outside of the issue that you're really dealing with here, get to a level of comfort and reinstating if uh, if if it is a reinstating of a relationship that was there before or a variety of methods to get onto topics that uh, you can deal with first that you can get some success on and you get some real agreement on before you deal with the really difficult topic that you're uh, really trying to address number five is to go for a win-win solution now you always know that i take that point of view because i truly believe in many many cases you can really get to applying some level of constraints or some people call them compromises where both sides have some movement on it if you really understand the situation from both your point of view and their point of view and if you can work out an arrangement where they can get a little bit of what they want and you can get a little bit of what you want and even if there's some space in the middle that you still can't get complete uh, agreement on you can even agree to disagree but uh, to move on so there may well be particular topics that you can work through compromising, applying constraints from each point of view to get to a win-win so you can move on. Number six is to focus on the task and the content. Don't get sucked into arguments. You know, this is a most common problem where you're dealing with somebody, again, often in a group setting, or you're even dealing with in a one-to-one situation. If the other person is really not listening is really not engaging in a constructive conversation to really improve the situation. If it's going nowhere and if they're really just baiting you into an argument, don't take the bait. Don't get yourself all angry. Don't react in a negative way. If you have to, walk away. It's often very, very effective. You can come back and say, I'd like to only speak 
on this topic calmly. If we're not able to do that, I don't want to have the conversation. I'll come back when we're, when we're both ready to deal with this in a calm fashion. And you don't have to say it in a really negative fashion. You can just really say it in an honest, heartfelt way that you basically express the desire to work through this in a fashion that makes sense for both of you without arguing. Because if you're going to argue, you're not going to get anywhere. Arguments and yelling and screaming never ever, you know, solve a a problem. They only entrench views more strongly on both sides. So you, rather than trying to actually resolve the situation, you make the situation worse. So stay clear of arguments, of heated debates, and people getting angry. If you have to, walk away and come back when you can work that way. Number seven is to think before you speak. And this is partly related to this notion of not getting into an argument. Think about the way that you're going to express yourself, especially given the first items that I mentioned of understanding where the other person's coming from, what the hot buttons are for them. Try to couch your words in a fashion that you know it won't be, that it won't cause an immediate backlash, that you're not hitting or pushing all their buttons. You want to think about the way that you're going to express something, especially when you're dealing with the most sensitive issue that you're trying to resolve here. Think really hard about how you should express yourself so that you can move toward a win-win rather than, again, just expressing your point of view really, really strongly. Number eight is to avoid problematic topics. If certain issues still have some unresolved and some of the time it's not able to be resolved, work on simply agreeing to avoid those topics. Or even if the other person doesn't cooperate with that, a particular topic comes up and they react in a a particular way. Again, don't get goaded into a discussion of that. Just avoid it. And a lot of people say, well, no, we got to deal with it. You got to, you can't just avoid it. Well, you can avoid it. You have the right to live your life the way you want to. You have the right to have an environment for yourself day to day that you can control and that can be pleasant for you. That's your right. You can control your experience by ensuring that if you suspect that you're going to get into a whole lot of negative conversations, let's say, or a lot of complaints, you don't need to necessarily listen to that. If it didn't work out and it isn't working out in terms of trying to get the other person not to do that anymore, and you've tried everything from your side, and a lot of the things that I've already been saying will work to resolve the situation, but if it doesn't, or if there are times when the topic falls back on again, a really sore issue, and there is going to be a lot of negative uh, discussion happening or, or complaints or criticisms, well, just shut it out. Just absolutely do not reinforce the behavior in the other person with regard to these negative behaviors. Just avoid them. That will extinguish them over time. They'll get no response. They'll get no reaction from you. Typically, they do want to get that reaction. That's what's a lot of the time still being causing them to behave the way they are. They're being reinforced for it. If you don't react in a predictable way, or if you were to situations that I've found myself in, just put in my uh, my iPhone headphones uh, if a situation arises in any environment where things are just not able to have been uh, resolved, you can switch over and switch off. 
Now, I don't advocate doing that in all situations. You want to resolve them first. And even if you've resolved them, there may be times when you get back onto those sensitive topics or the sensitive behaviors and the like that happened before. Now, if you do that, you can either deal with them, like I said, and try to get them diffused again and, and resolved, or you can uh, take yourself out of the situation in whatever way makes sense, because you have and should have control of your environment and there's no need for you to make your life more negative in dealing with people who are working at making your life more difficult. So like I said, you want to resolve the situation, you want to diffuse it, you want to really get to a win-win and most of the time you'll be able to do that. But there are situations and there are certain people that you may not be able to get to deal with in a way that every interaction that you have with them is now a positive one. No, there may be situations where you still have those negative experiences. And like I say, the best way to deal with those situations is to avoid the particular topic and extinguish it. Number nine is related to that is to also avoid problematic people if needs be if you can't resolve the situation with them. Now, situations with uh, family members, I don't advise uh, that you do that because they are people you should be dealing with. And for the sake of family and children and all the rest of it, you, I think, want to still work at and get a situation where there's at least an appropriate level of interaction for the purposes of uh, family harmony. But there are situations, like I said, where you can still avoid uh, the particular topic if it's within a family. If it's Outside of a family, if it's really like a work setting or a university setting or a sports setting or among friends there, and, and, and even within a family, it's not out of the question if it gets really, really bad to get yourself out of the situation too. But there are situations where people are so difficult and you've tried so hard to resolve a, a situation and you have invested so much of yourself in resolving the situation and it still hasn't resolved itself, then you still have to look after yourself. You still have to ensure that you're not making your life miserable just because of another person. And you are best to avoid those people and ensure that you still have a, a decent life of living day to day in a positive environment and keeping a positive environment around you. And if uh, these difficult people you have in your life are not able to change and you're not able to resolve the situation in the ways that I've already talked about, then do some self-preservation. Just make sure that you're not experiencing on a regular basis that. Now, a lot of people are in situations and uh, relationships and uh, in marriages too, for example, where they really perpetuate this negative experience and negative uh, interactions for a long time and really, I think, get invested in the difficult um, uh, relationship rather than simply resolving it. And if the situation and the relationship cannot be resolved, to walk away from it and not to invest any more of your energies in the negativity of that relationship. A number of people that I know of that are in divorce situations that are still heavily, heavily focused on the negative situation, the negative aspects of their marriage, the negative aspects of their ex, rather than moving on, enjoying their lives and minimizing any interaction with that uh, negativity. So take it from your own point of view here. Yes, you need to first try to understand the other person, as I said here. You really need to try to resolve the situation, understanding where they're coming from. And I truly believe that many, many, many difficult situations with difficult people can be resolved in that way. If, however, it isn't able to be resolved, 
preserve yourself in minimizing your interactions with those topics, if they're just negative topics that come up with people that you deal with still in other situations, or if the situation gets way too bad to also uh, avoid those people as well. Number 10 is to keep track of your handling of difficult people to further improve yourself. Now, this is a theme that I often recommend. Keep in mind what actually works. Make a study of your approaches to dealing with situations like this. Now, many of us don't have you know situations like this all the time, so there's not a large sample of situations to use to really learn from here, but think about the ways in which you handle situations like this, the tone of voice that you use, the the situation that you found yourself in, the way that you reacted to what it is that they said, because you're now actually focusing on it. In the past, you may not have. If you do that, try to learn from your own experience. Try to think about the ways in which you would improve the way that you deal with this kind of situation yourself over time. As I've said many times before, if you focus on topics like this and behaviors like this and techniques like this, you can significantly improve by practicing things like this in your life. Because we often, as I've said before, focus on practicing and improving other things. Like if you're learning the piano, you got to learn the basics, the rudiments, and then you've got to practice and then you get better over time. A lot of the topics that we're talking about on this podcast series are of the nature that we often somehow think that we should already know. And then we find ourselves in a situation where we can't resolve a an issue with another person, let's say, but we keep on just applying the same things that we've always done in situations, the way that we approach the situation and the like. What we've got to do is take some of the new ideas, like the things that I'm talking about in this series, apply them, think about how effective they were and how you would change them and make them even better in the future as well. So that's the overall topic of dealing with difficult people. I know we've only really skimmed the surface of some of these uh, issues, but we will be, I think, doing drill downs and others of these topics in future episodes based on other feedback we've received as well. So what we're talking about actually feedback, um, on the topic of feedback, Marie Eves uh, writes, I would like to learn more about managing people. Marie Eve is, I think, a manager and wants to have more advice on techniques for effectively being a manager and a leader of people. And so there was a previous episode on leadership that you might want to listen to, Marie Eve and anybody else that's interested in this topic. But I also will add this to the list of future topics with regard to management in particular, uh, as opposed to the sister uh, topic of leadership that we've already dealt with in the past. Matt writes, as a parent, I appreciate topics on being a great influential parent, ways to be optimistic and raise optimists. Also, any podcasts on how to be assertive and confident without making others feel defensive or inadequate themselves. And that's a topic or a series of topics that I think are very worthwhile. Uh, we have talked about uh, a few of those topics in a variety of ways in the past or related topics. So you might want to go through the previous set as well, looking at topics like self-confidence. Uh, but we will uh, add that uh, set of topics to the future list as well. Matt goes on to also say one suggestion, which is strictly due to my own personal circumstances, would be to shorten the podcast a little or split them in half, maybe with a quick recap prior to the second half. I know you appreciate feedback, but I hate to see you try to accommodate my suggestion, for example, 
and have it negatively affect multiple other listeners. Perhaps a short survey would offer you the best feedback, i.e. length of the podcast, too short, too long, just right, etc. So thanks so much, Marie-Yves, for the suggestion, and Matt, too, for the suggestion of topics and the suggestion to also query and get input from uh, all the listeners of this podcast series with regard to the length that is optimal for you. Following on from Matt's suggestion, I've created a quick poll that simply asks you how long you think the podcast should be, the podcast episode that is. And so I've put that quick poll on my website, which is available at carlvradenberg.com. So that's K-A-R-E-L-V-R-E-D-E-N burg.com. There's no space between my first and last name. And that is my blog site. So on the right column at the bottom, you'll see the very short one question about the length of the podcast. And if that works out well too, and if you can just go quickly to that site and just answer the question of how long you would like to see this podcast be, I can be responsive to that feedback. And we can also look at using that kind of mechanism uh, in the future as well to answer questions with regard to format and and suggestions for improvement and the like as well. So thanks so much, Marie-Yves. Thanks to Matt for the suggestions. And thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast on a regular basis. I also would like to suggest that you, if you haven't uh, lately or if you haven't at all, to go to the various sources of getting this podcast series, like in the iTunes store or or on lifehabits.net. Provide some ratings, uh, a review, some comments. Provide some feedback to others who may be interested in listening to this podcast series with regard to your views on it. You can also, if you don't like those uh, methods of uh, communicating, as I've heard other podcast uh, hosts suggest as well, tell your friends. Tell five people if you uh, have others that you would suggest uh, would listen to this and would get something out of this podcast series as well. But mostly, I'd like to just thank you who is listening to this podcast right now for continuing to download these, continuing to listen to them, and then continuing very importantly as well to get back to me. So that's it for this particular episode. Thanks ever so much. Bye for now.